Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title, Bowl of Soup. What a great title. And I believe that we'll get something out of this message. I believe that you'll be blessed. And so that I say these words, I pray that this comes to life in Jesus' name. Father God in heaven, O most holy God in heaven, we we pray that... uh, You are our Father, Father God in heaven. We pray that your will be done, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven in this very moment. We pray that you breathe, Father God, your breath, the same breath that will destroy Satan at the last days. Breathe on us, Father God, and breathe out. Let that breath just burn out all the bad. Burn out anything in us that doesn't have to do with you, that that you don't want in us, Father God. The things that we're holding on to that, that we can't let go. The behaviors that we try to change, but we have the propensity to just go right back to it, Lord. We pray that you just burn all that out and just leave nothing but you. Nothing but what you want there. Nothing but what you can use for your kingdom. We pray that, Father God, you'll open our eyes so we can see the things we need to see. That you need us to see. That you need us to see. To hear the things that you need us to hear. Open our ears, Father God, that we may hear. Give us a discernment, Father God, where we can see the trickery of the evil one. And give us those eyes to see when we can see that that thief the evil one, Satan being that thief, the liar, when he comes to steal, kill, and destroy our plans and the things that you have set for us in our lives and the gifts and to steal our prayers from being answered, to steal our happiness, to steal the love in our heart, the joy, that thief, Father God, that you give us the eyes to see and the discernment to know, an alarm system to know when the enemy is around. Jesus' mighty name, let there be life and light in our lives like we've never, never could even imagine. Supernaturally, mightily come upon us with the monsoon of the Holy Spirit reigning in our lives. Reigning on our lives. In every aspect of our lives, spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, wherever you see fit, Father God, anything that wasn't named that should have been, that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, will come and speak those words on our behalf. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let there be in Jesus' name. You know, King Nebuchadnezzar built a gold statue. We've heard of this before. It was 90 feet high, 9 feet thick, and he set it up on the Dura Plain in the province of Babylon. You know, he had then ordered uh, all the important leaders in the province and everyone who was anybody to the dedication ceremony of the statue. They all came for the dedication, all the important people, and took their places before the statue that Nebuchadnezzar had erected. Uh, A herald then proclaimed in a loud voice, Attention everyone! Every race, color, and creed, listen! When you hear the band strike up, all the instruments, the trombones, the tuba, the baritones, the drums, the cymbals, fall on your knees and worship the golden statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And anybody who does not kneel in worship shall be thrown immediately into the roaring furnace. That's found in Daniel chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And I'm reading out of the Message Bible. You know, so many of us would ask, what happened to the golden image? 
I mean, archaeologists found the, the fiery furnace. We see that. But uh, why is the statue such a, a taboo search? I mean, it's difficult to unravel and find. Uh, it's, even, it's even hard to find a path or a trail that we can follow of someone else's uh, uh, searchings for that. So it's, it's very difficult. I mean, that's, it's, it's those things that make you go, hmm. And so nevertheless, I perceive that God is calling out to us in various mysterious ways. The Bible says, you should know by now that the Lord works in mysterious ways. And once you start living in the Word of God, and not just reading it, and, and even if you're reading it, but, but then apply it to your life. You know, take those stories and let God speak to you. And then when you're living in the Word of God, okay, I'm reading about Jacob. Wow, here you are, you're lined up. And then God blesses you from the right and left all around you. You're in, you're living in the Word of God. It's not just a, a 30 second piece of your life or the daily scripture or whatever. But you know what? God loves and sees all of that. So if that's all you got to give, God loves you. He chose you and He's happy that you give Him that time. He does want more time. And he is a jealous God, so maybe we should consider giving him more time. But I'm saying, don't sweat the small stuff, because you know what? God looks at that too, and if, if that's the only time that you have, because life just shows up, and we just try to put all this stuff to self-medicate with knowledge, you know, things that we put in our body to medicate us, to, to suppress the, the, the reality that maybe we're not happy. And so I believe that this message will totally speak to you. This will totally speak to you. And, and so in that, you know, why is that such a taboo search? You know, what, what happened to the golden image? And you'll understand why I've been bringing up the golden image. What happened to all that gold? 90 feet high and 9 feet wide of gold. Whether it was gold plated or solid gold. Some translations say it was solid gold. Some translations say it was King Nebuchadnezzar and that, you know, the image was made in King Nebuchadnezzar, okay? Not, not an obelisk or however you say, you know, not that. It's not a phallus. So, uh, we find that in translation it was not. So, the, the, the argument, whether it's, it's, there is no theological stance where we could see that it wasn't uh, an image, you know? And even though they were worshiping the sun god, and that was, uh, if we look up historically, that just like the obelisk, it is, uh, you know, that's what they um, would worship. And maybe they had other things, but this was a this was a a prideful act of King Nebuchadnezzar to build an image in his image, okay, of, of pure gold. You know, and that's the that's the thing that we we start arguing about the little details of that. But the thing is, is whether it was whether it was plated in gold or whether it was uh, part clay, part stone, part part whatever it is that that there was a golden image uh, that you know that was uh, erected, that was made, and it was set out there, and then they were bowing down to this golden image. God is a jealous God. And then, of course, the rest of that story we've covered in other lessons. But here we just wanted to point out that King Nebuchadnezzar made a golden image. And then we want to point out, hey, what happened to the golden image? Because archaeologists have found, you know, the, the fiery furnace. We found the fiery furnace, but what happened to 
the golden image. And so what happened to all that gold? You know, we, we have the gold bowls, the gold plates, the gold earrings, the gold artifacts of all kinds of gold. And we're talking thick gold bowls, not some little tiny, little thin, little cheap thing that's just, oh, it's gold, yeah, okay, that's nice. No, we're talking about something that could, that can, you know, you could have a feast in and everybody could dip in there in this big bowl, yeah, and then other bowls are, you know, different sizes and stuff. But I'm saying, it. sometimes we think small, but you need to think bigger because we're talking about King Nebuchadnezzar was one of the richest ones. He was very wealthy. And so he just went all out, yeah. And so that's how sometimes we do in, in our prideful ways is we go all out. And, and that's kind of the message that, that's seen here is this is what happens when pride when pride is out there. Boom, you have this statue and then God shows up by rescuing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fiery furnace. And, and even though King Nebuchadnezzar, uh, uh, you know, uh, says, oh, he, he realizes that God delivered them. But it doesn't mean that he started serving or recognizing that he was the only God alone. He was recognizing that God was a God, but he, he did not recognize nor say that God is the only God. And so sometimes we need to understand that, that he wasn't really all in, so to speak, after uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were delivered from the fiery furnace. But uh, we can go through that another time where we can really get in depth with that. But what we want to point out, yeah, is what happened to the golden image. Exactly. And, and also we have this, what happened uh, in the 2020 lockdown during the Olympic fireworks show in Japan? What really happened? We see postings about it. But even though if, if we really look at what happened, that actually was a video from a previous 2015 recording. And, and but we were still blessed by the moment so God still was able to use something that was mis, you know misleading and, and used it to uplift people during a hopeless time you know however um, however the, the fireworks were simultaneously launched from several sites across Japan on Friday to mark the 2020 Olympics which would have started the same day had they had not been delayed by the year, you know, by a year over the coronavirus, you know, fireworks at 121 locations. This is the cool part about this. We saw someone lie, kind of, okay? It was a misleading, it was lying. That wasn't the 2020 Olympics launched that time and said that they, they had to use all those fireworks because they couldn't, um, because they couldn't, uh, uh, store them until the next year. And that was false information. And you see, we got false information. But the beauty of it is, is what really happened was fireworks at 121 locations and 47 prefectures were set off at 8 p.m. And the event organized by Junior, Cham uh, Junior Chamber International Japan. The locations, of course, had to be kept se secret to prevent crowds from forming. Which would have increased the, the infection risks. You know. We could, we could think of no better day than this to encourage the public to move ahead towards a post-pandemic future. Chamber member uh, Takahashi uh, Kitaguchi, uh, sorry, um, uh, 39 said. Yeah. And so, and so, um, 
and so there the all that the beauty of it is, is that it just wasn't one location a hundred in uh, 21 locations and 47 prefectures at 8 p.m. launched out fireworks people people all over the place got to see not just one spot you know of course you could probably see from where but all over the place got to see a, a fireworks display and so the truth so when the truth really come out it was better than this big uh, millions of dollars worth of fireworks just at one time in one place it was you know millions of dollars worth of fireworks in several different locations so that a lot of different people can be uplifted in a hopeless time and there's so much beauty in that and so as we uncover this and we're we're trying to look at this this dig site of okay we have King Nebuchadnezzar's fiery furnace archaeologists have found that what happened to the gold and I believe what what we're trying to get at here just to just to knock down the the grass a little bit to cut it where you could walk on it here a, a little more comfortably is um, if we were to go into you know reading a little bit depth depth because I believe that that God you know I do believe that God has uh, has is, is going to move in your life and, and to use you to further his kingdom to spread the good news and so whatever you may be hoping uh, praying and dreaming of I do believe that if you can truly trust and rely on God he will meet you right where you need to be you know in the story of Esau and Jacob in Genesis we can find uh, a useful lesson for today you know Isaac prayed hard to God for his wife because she was barren and God answered his prayer and Rebecca became uh, pregnant uh, but the children tumbled and kicked inside her so much that she said if this is the way it's going to be why go on living you know it was probably pretty painful yeah these two babies are already arguing inside her womb you know um, so she went to God to find out what's going on and God told her two nations are in your womb two people's butting heads while still in your body one people will overpower the other and the older will serve the younger when her time to give birth came sure enough they were twins in her womb the first came out reddish as a as if snugly wrapped in a hairy blanket and they named him Esau which was translated to Harry his brother followed his fist clenched tight to Esau's heel and they named him Jacob heel you know Isaac was 36 years I'm sorry he was 60 years old when they were born Isaac was 60 years old when they were born can you imagine that the boys grew up Esau became an expert hunter an outdoorsman you know Jacob was a quiet man preferring the life indoors you know among the tents kind of like you know we would hear today like a mama's boy you know Isaac loved Esau because he loved his game you know but Rebecca's love, you know, Rebecca's love was for Jacob. You know, Rebecca loved Jacob, okay? So, so see, it was a mama's boy. Whereas, you know, Esau was, was more of a dad's boy, yeah? So one day, you know, Jacob was cooking a stew. 
And Esau came in from the field, starved. And Esau said to Jacob, Give me some of that red stew. I'm starved. I mean, and, and if we really get into this story, he was out there for a while and he was famished. He was so hungry that, you know, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to this point where he's just like, you're almost sick. And, and, and that was where he was at at this point where, man, if I don't get something, I feel like I'm going to die. Like, he was famished. He was so hungry. And uh, so if you've ever been there, you could kind of relate to that. You know, he's like, I'm starved. Like, really hungry. Like, whoa. You know, like, uh, you know, hungry. And, and that's how he, that's how he, he became to be called Edom Red. Uh, it's because, and, and we go back in that so we don't miss that, that. Because we don't want to get it mixed up who was cooking what and what was going on there. One day Jacob was cooking stew. And Esau, Esau came in from the field starved. And, he, and Esau said to Jacob, give me some of that red stew. I'm starved. And that's how he became uh, to be so-called Edom, red. And so Jacob said, first swear to me. And he did it. On an oath, Esau traded away his rights as the firstborn. Jacob gave him, you know, gave him bread and the stew of lentils, and he ate and drank, and he got up and left. And that's how Esau shrugged off his rights as the firstborn. Jacob said, Make me a trade, my stew for your rights as firstborn. And Esau said, I'm starving. What's good? What good is my birthright if I'm dead? Wow. Isn't that something? And that's found in Genesis uh, chapter 25, verses uh, 21 through uh, 34. And we're reading now the Message Bible just to kind of get, get a good footing there. And so uh, what we're trying to see here, and I believe what is God, God can tell us in that story is that we see, we, we see the story. Esau and Jacob. Jacob was making stew. Esau was hungry. He traded his birthright for a bowl of soup. Are you trading your birthright for a bowl of soup? Because God wants to bless you. God wants to give you provision. God wants to give you financial blessings that can just that that can that you can help other people. Not go go and buy the the best car that's out there in the world to have the a new semi uh, you know Tesla. Oh no, I just don't want a normal Tesla. I want one built especially for me, like a semi. Yeah. No, I mean, come on. God wants to bless you, and if you when you do get blessed and you go buy a Tesla semi, or, uh, you might be in a little bit of trouble there. So I'm just saying. But God wants to bless you beyond anything you can imagine. We we think so small sometimes. You hear this utterance, this prophetic utterance through these messages, all through this podcast, all through the preachings that you find here, and there's different preachers that say, but God is wants to go over and above what you thought He would do, and then it depends on where your heart is at, though. That's the important important part, is where's your heart at? Because if your heart's over here, you know, prideful and like all boastful, like, oh, look what I got, or if it's like, man, I just want to get somewhere. I want God to use me. I want Him to work through me. And I need this in life so that I want to be somebody too. And God wants you to be somebody. There's nothing wrong with that. You know? I just don't want to be angry and bitter and old and walking around and and cussing people under my breath. When I get old and I'm walking around, I don't know about you, but I want to be blessing people under my breath. 
all those kids are something else lord bless them you know whatever it is yeah i want to do something positive i want positive things to come out of my mouth i want to be able to pour blessings on people not curses and not bitterness if i'm in pain i'll just walk it out embrace the suck because tomorrow's promise to no one just get up and keep doing what we got to do to to seek positivity to seek happiness to create happiness not just wish for it sometimes we got to do something besides groan to, to find some kind of happiness it's funny that we have so much we can go anywhere in the world in 30 seconds on our computer we can go anywhere in the world and see live footage of what's going on and we don't think that's a blessing our eyes may have never seen those kind of things but we could see the actual live footage it's it's not the same thing as when you're there I get it but at least you can go there you know at least you could go there anywhere in the world I remember when the computers first came out how cool that was where you could just look up anything you could find out anything I mean not not anything in the beginning but pretty much almost anything you can find out in the, in the computer and then as people worked and did harder work and put their hours in and, and loaded stuff and, and you know went the floppy disk and this disk and now we went to this and hard drives and all this knowledge that we poured into the computers and all this data, you know? And now look at what we got. And we're even getting better and better each day. You know? So to say, evolving. You know? Evolving. Evolving maybe from a birthright instead of trading it for a bowl of soup. They stepped into their blessing and now they're all billionaires. And it's so simple. You know, you know, you know what's funny about this is that is how simple it is. The guy who made the umbrellas for the drinks. Millionaire. The the people who who decided to make, you know, bottled water. Millionaire. You know, certain types of uh, uh, cardboard boxes the, the the ingenuity of that the science behind certain kinds of cardboard boxes whether they're some some are engineered rather craftily like millionaire it's a cardboard box are you kidding me yeah the guy's a millionaire or, or woman or whoever created that I mean you think about it it's so simple but where what we need to step into is so very simple you know you either fail forward fast, keep making those mistakes of whatever you're trying to create or do, yeah, and then you'll finally get to your yes, your, your right answer, you know. You continue to work, but put everything a whole hold for a minute and stop trying to do everything and submit to God. He'll open your eyes. You'll flick on a light switch. Next thing you know, life got a little bit easier some ways and got very hard in some other ways because now you've been conditioned to we as human beings we've been conditioned to lose we know what it's like to lose but very little of us know what it's like to win what are you going to do when you easily just turn on that light flick it on just like turning the light at home however you do it we can even clap the lights on hey uh lexus turn our or however you say that you know turn on the light Hey Siri, turn on the lights. Whatever it is. Alexa, yeah? Hey Alexa, turn on the turn on the lights. Yeah. 
We don't even have to flip the switch anymore. But you had to set it up. You had to set that program up for it to, you know, all sync. You had to have the right kind of lighting system. You just can't have no old school, you know, you know, breaker box looking thing, you know, like, like old system, you know, you have to have an updated system. And so I pray that you're blessed by this because there's something here. And if it hasn't already been said, let's dive in a little bit deeper because are you trading your birthright for a bowl of soup? You know, maybe, maybe it is the bottle. Maybe we're trading this gift that God have us for a bottle. Maybe we're popping that cap and drinking that thing. And we just keep on going to the next thing you know. It's tomorrow. We feel like crap. And what are we going to do? Do it all over again. Just to escape the, the fact that we're not there yet. And we're not really happy. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's cheating, stealing. Maybe it's being angry. It's self-pity or selfishness. Maybe it's idolatry, something that we're idolizing, you know, something that we're following or, or putting something before God. Whatever it is, no matter what it is, maybe just think about that. Am I trading my marriage, my relationship, to have the last word, to be right? Am I settling for second best when I know I can make it to the top? It's just... I'm just so beat down by life. It just looks impossible today. But with God, all things are possible. Have we truly traded our hopes and our dreams for the gutter? Have we hit rock bottom and we can't get up? We've settled in the loss being like, well, that's just the way it is. You know, things just happen. Or could it be that God is just showing you the reason why you're uncomfortable where you're at is because you don't belong there. You don't belong at that level that you're at. If you're at the top and you're uncomfortable, you probably don't belong there. You need to take a step down. If you're at the bottom and you're uncomfortable, well, that's pretty simple. You need to step up. There's no what. There's no other down to go, is there? I mean, for some of us, we're so down. If we took a step back, there's nothing back there. We're done. We're at the bottom. We have to step up. For some of us, we don't even have the strength to step up. And that's why God is reaching down his hand in this prophetic utterance saying, Take my hand. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. You got to get under something else. What are you under right now? Like if there are two animals pulling a cart. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you're pulling life with, maybe you're with the wrong person. Maybe you're, you know, learning from the wrong people. Maybe don't attach it to your relationships, but it could be that. It could be that. I'm not condoning divorce or anything like that. I'm just saying it could be that we're in the wrong place. And the only thing that will fix that is if we get repositioned by getting on our knees and bowing down to God and asking Him for help. Not a new relationship. Not get rid of the old and come in with the new. No, that's about ideas and ways of thinking. Maybe jobs or fields that we plant. You don't just throw away your, your wife or your girlfriend or your, your loved one just because you argue with them. You'll probably always argue. Who told you you was going to be happy? You have to create happiness. You have to fight for love. You have to work at it. 
It's going to be tough. If you signed up for it, then embrace the suck and keep on going. Because life will get better. You just have to change the way you're thinking and stop being into your emotions. We had a segment on that. Just into our feelings. If we don't manage our feelings, they will manage us. We have to get ourselves in check. Both husband and wife. You know, boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever it is. You got to put yourself in check. Your emotions will drive everything. And they'll destroy everyone around you. Am I trading my marriage and my relationship just to have the the last word? To be right? Am I settling for second best when I know I can make it to the top? Man, it just looks impossible. Have we traded our hopes and our dreams for the gutter? Have we settled in the loss? And I understand pandemic. We've all been in the pandemic. But you could have been prospering this whole time. And maybe you have been. Whatever the problem is, I say to you with the perceived prophetic utterance that God is saying to you, do you need help, child? Do you want to get well? And then following up saying, get up. Don't trade your calling. Don't trade this opportunity that you have right now to reach out for God's help or a bowl of soup, metaphorically speaking. Whatever it is, God has something bigger and better in mind, rest assured. Do you believe that? Because that's what it's going to take. Believing. The devil is a thief and a liar. Don't fall for his post. Whatever he tries to post in your life, boom, that's not real. Whatever research you're doing is, boom, something to, to knock you off whack, to derail you, to steal your happiness. The devil is a thief and a liar. The real fireworks show was even better. Just remember that. And remember this. Where is the golden image? Could it be that that's all been broken down and it's put into gold bullion and different things and it's been distributed to various people? Maybe even you. Maybe you have an inheritance or something that's going on in your life that you don't even know about yet. But if you could just change the way you're thinking and be positive, whatever it is, if you need something, if you need finance, if you need breakthrough, then ask God for it. Pray. God is willing to show up in your life. He is the giant slayer. Where is the gold? I believe it's coming to you, to some of you, an elect few. Do you know what kind of faith it takes to ask God for things that you can't see? Things that you can't feel, things you can't touch? Things it's it, it would it would it would even a whole village of people, maybe only two or three people would even believe. You see? It takes a very special kind of person that God searches the world for the hearts of people just like you. Something ringed up on you. Something like a like a fish hook in the water and you grabbed on that thing because of faith. In this message even. I believe God was speaking to you. It's on the way. But you gotta have faith. And you gotta stay true to it. Yeah? Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for life. You are to be glorified. We glorify you. 
We praise you and thank you. Anything that doesn't fit, Lord, that in anything that's crooked in this message, crooked in our ways of thinking, that you can make it straight, Father God. Fix that path. Fix that road. Pave the road. Help us to step out in faith. Give us strength in the mighty name of Jesus. We bind and rebuke any kind of evil-latching uh, cohorts of the Satan or any of his evil-latching cohorts that may be on these people trying to rip their faith from them, trying to distort the faith, distort the message, distort the voice that you are calling out to them, Father God. I pray let there be light, let there be healing, and let the chains of bondage, the, the chains of restrictive uh, ways of thinking be loosed right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, put a hedge of protection around these people as they walk closer to you, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In nomine Padre, Afili, Espiritu Santos. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages. Let there be light. Let there be light in your life. Let there be healing. Let there be breakthrough. May you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore. And may your show, your fireworks show, be more magical and memorable for all to see. And God be glorified in it. In Jesus' mighty name. May you be blessed.